0: This is Jonah Pearson, and you are listening to the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast.
1: Oh yeah, episode two of the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast coming to you live in studio. If you haven't checked out episode one, make sure you go to my Facebook or Twitter pages, Facebook at Kirby on Sports Podcast, and on Twitter, Kirby on Sports. And I will be sharing that with you, and you can check back to episode one. I also have an email, so if you have any questions for the podcast, you can email me, Kirby on Sports at gmail.com. So let's get into it. A big week one for college football. Let's run down some scores for my viewers here. Number 11, Michigan State over Utah State, 38-31. to 31. Ohio State, without Urban Meyer, um, currently serving his three-game suspension for that whole coaches incident. I mean, I, I don't really know what it is. I mean, I haven't read up on it a lot, but um, Ohio State came out 77-31 to 31 over Oregon State with their interim head coach. And... Maryland with a pretty big upset over number 3 Texas. Man, like 34-29. And Maryland decided to honor um the late Jordan McNair by bringing 10 players out to the formation on their first offensive play of the game and the Texas head coach, um, he decided to decline that penalty, which I thought was really classy. But um, Maryland over number twenty-three Texas, thirty-four to twenty-nine. That was a big game for Maryland. I, I honestly thought Texas was gonna pull it out. Number nine Auburn, twenty-one. Number six Washington, sixteen, and West Virginia, forty. Tennessee 14. That was in Charlotte, North Carolina. That was, I did not expect West Virginia to come out on top of an SEC team, but another upset. And wow, what a game in Pennsylvania State. The Penn State Nittany Lions 45, Appalachian State 38 in overtime. Uh, I thought Appalachian State gave Penn, excuse me, I thought Appalachian State gave Penn State a great run for their money. Although it came up short with an interception in the end zone, it went into overtime and man, I, I, I watched most of that game. That was crazy. At home, number 10, Penn State, and they almost got upset number 12 Notre Dame over Michigan 24 to 17 and number 25 LSU 33 over number 8 Miami 17 uh, yeah 17 yeah and my Virginia Tech Hokies come out huge their defense plays great Bud Foster knew what he was doing with that young group of guys and they come out on top 24 to 3 over Florida State University Florida State with Willie Taggart as their new head coach he was the it was his first game for FSU and uh they just looked like it was um, man man it just looked DeAndre Francois the the whole offense just looked rushed and pressured like they didn't really know what they were doing and De'Andre Francois came back from a um, serious knee injury last year. I, I think it was knee. Yeah, I jeez. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the knee injury. Uh, those knee injuries get you a lot, but they, they just looked rushed and Vir- Virginia, I'm sorry, Florida State had five turnovers in that game. Virginia Tech's defense came up huge, including one blocked punt return for a touchdown. That is that was amazing. And as you know, the NFL season kicks off on Thursday with the Eagles and Falcons. Oh man! Hopefully the Eagles will lose, but uh, Nick Foles starting that week one after Doug Peterson. Cl- Did not clear Carson Wentz for practice. So, I mean, that's a good thing for the Eagles because, I mean, no no need in rushing Carson Wentz back when you have two very good quarterbacks. So, pretty much that that does it. Uh, Let's look over some more matchups for the NFL really quick as I grab my smartphone. I set that down really quick. We also have... Some matchups as 425, my Redskins go to Arizona to face the Cardinals, San Francisco playing Minnesota, Kirk Cousins. I'm excited to see how he does for Minnesota. My bold prediction this year in the NFL, the Vikings and the Jags in the Super Bowl and the Vikings win it. That's my bold prediction. Hopefully I'm right. Um, Houston playing New England. That's definitely going to be a New England win. And Indianapolis, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland. As you may know, um, Le'Veon Bell is probably not starting. He is holding out due to contract terms, which really sucks for me because he was in my fantasy league, so... I'm not starting him because there's a chance he might not play week one, which really made me mad. Uh, the Giants w- facing Jacksonville, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Jameis Winston on a four-game suspension, which he did not appeal. We also have Kansas City and the Los Angeles Chargers. Patrick Mahomes is will be the starter in that game. After backing up Alex Smith last year, as you know, Alex Smith is with the Washington Redskins now. And to Monday night, wait, no, we have the rivalry Sunday night. The Chicago Bears taking on the Green Bay Packers and the Bears with a very great addition with Khalil Mack from the Oakland Raiders. And two Monday night games, the New York Jets and the Detroit Lions. Sam Darnold set to be the week one starter for the New York Jets. And the Los Angeles Rams and Oakland Raiders coached by John Gruden once again. That's a week one summary of the games that are coming up this week in the nfl hopefully that's going to be a great week just like college football was last week and yeah so now we're gonna shift our focus a little to um our caps postseason talk last week i brought on um my boy josh to the studio and i have him again what's going on josh say hi to the podcast
0: what's up man
1: yeah so um Recapping, we just talked back about the the series and whatnot, and now it's more about the off-season moves the Caps made. As you know, the biggest move Barry Trotz left for the New York Islanders, and Todd Reardon took his spot. What are your thoughts on that move? Well, I mean... Honestly,
0: I don't... I mean, obviously, you're going to have a little bit different of an element with a different guy in there. Um, But there was a lot of speculation, too. And obviously, this is just speculation. But uh, there was a lot of speculation of the reason the Caps play sort of changed towards the end of the season, especially in the playoffs against Columbus after the first two games, uh, was because they kind of let Todd Reardon take the reins a little bit. Um, So, you know, I mean... It's it's sad to see him go because I know he's a great guy and he does a lot in the community, Barry Trots, But I think as far as just ability to coach, I mean, Todd Reardon is a really, really great coach. And there were tons of teams, uh, I believe, or more than there was a few teams, like three or four teams, I believe, last season that were trying to interview him as a head coach. Uh, and the Capitals blocked that and would not let him. And that's why they gave him the executive... Uh, coach title
1: yeah so um and most of the coaching staff did stay i believe i'm sorry
0: associate coach (laughs) not Uh, executive
1: okay yeah yeah i I was like what the heck are you saying there but (laughs) anyways um lane lambert did leave to be with barry trotz as well but we did keep blaine forsyth and and some player moves as well um not a whole lot. Like we re-signed Smith-Pelly, that was huge. Um, and
0: the Carlson deal,
1: yeah, the deal. yes Carlson. What that was the guy we needed to keep, I, I believe. And yeah. um, and Jay Beagle to the Vancouver Canucks was was that a player we really needed to have, or can spots get filled with the younger guys? Uh, I
0: mean. I'm trying not to let my emotions cloud that. I mean, Jay Beagle's a great guy. Um his st- underlying statistics weren't great. Um now to be fair to him, he was put out in a lot of tough situations, you know, where he was on the penalty kill and a lot of offensive zone draws or defensive zone draws for the Cap uh, excuse me for the Capitals. Uh you know, I mean, he wasn't worth the money that he was going to get paid. Pretty much, I mean it's sad to say, but that's what it comes down to. And but I'm happy for him because because he won a cup, another team was willing to overpay him in Vancouver. So, you know, it's nice to see him get a big deal uh somewhere else. I mean, I you know, I can't be mad at him for that.
1: Yeah, and um and as you know, Philip Grubauer got traded to Chicago. Co- Wait, no. Colorado. Yes, yeah, yes, Colorado got those two confused, well, which is great for Grubauer because with him backing up Holby, I don't think he would have ever became a starter. And with Laliah Sampson off coming up from the AHL um uh, I think he, reports sound like he's looking pretty good. And also Brooks orpic got traded there, but the caps bought out his contract back. That, well, so yeah, that yeah. was, that worked out great
0: for the, yeah, I, I'm not
1: really sure how that works.
0: So, uh, he, he was in a situation where he was getting paid a lot that he was not worth. Um, so, Part of the deal with Grubauer, Grubauer is they said, well, we want you to take or pick." Now, I don't know if there was something unspoken that they were going to buy him out so the Caps gave him back. I don't know. Because, um, you know, obviously he had to clear waivers as well, I believe, after they um, after they bought him out. But, yeah, I mean, that's the way it worked out. I mean, you know, he it put in, if he's put into a position where he's not playing heavy minutes, um, and I think he really did prove his worth. Uh, in the playoffs, you know he can still do something yeah. for the team, and he's great for younger guys uh-huh. too. Uh, but yeah, they that was part of the package deal. They said, okay, well, if we're going to give you Grubauer, then you're going to have to take or pick two. Like I said, I don't know, maybe there was an unspoken agreement or not unspoken, but a, you know, just a private agreement between them, uh, uh, to do that. But I mean, it works out for the caps, you know, they get him on, I believe it was a, uh, league minimum almost contract. It was like just over or just at 1 million a year. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, for them, it's great, you know, I mean, for the caps, it's a great deal.
1: Yes. And, um, also, for the Caps, they did re-sign Tom Wilson, the 8x864 eight eight deal, eight, eight, uh, eight years at $8,000,000. Si- no, I think that was uh, – I think
0: Carlson – let's see. We'll look up some numbers here real quick.
1: Wait, yes.
0: Um, I believe
1: Wilson. – I'm getting deal, the two
0: confused. I want to say he was – let me see.
1: I here. I thought it. Wilson got re-signed. I know that. Carlson got re-signed. We got Smith-Pelly back. That we was did. huge. Yeah,
0: now we lost Chase on. Yes, Chase uh, on. He's gone as well as Yerbeck left, which he yes, didn't play Jurebeck. a ton in the playoffs. But, yeah, Yerbeck is gone. Yeah. Uh, let me see what but Tom Wilson
1: But so, some does. of the young guys can – I believe they will step up, like – in the absence of some other guys but um not really a lot has been lost for the capitals besides their head coach and a few other players but like n- nothing big like bi- like our franchise players are staying and like the guys yeah. who like play well and know how they're um getting the job done and um and yeah, I mean they—they they,
0: the good thing is they pretty much for the most part were able to keep the band together, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, got numbers on that Wilson contract: five point one seven a year is uh, going to be about what his average is. That's a thirty-one million dollar contract for yeah. six years. Um, you know, I would I think Wilson. I know he was more of a scorer in his junior years. Um, I think he has the potential to put up more numbers than he has, you know, so far in his career. Um some people didn't love the deal because it is a lot of money for a guy that's, you know, I think he's not put up I want to say he's not put up more than forty points ever in his career. Yeah. So not I mean, you know, to be a top, but I mean he really works well with Ovechkin and Kuznetsov. Uh, you know, and it's a good fit. So and I and I do think there's a lot of potential upside. I think he could Put up a lot better numbers than he has thus far, um, and this could be a big year for him. But I mean, yeah, the band's pretty much back together, so you know, I mean, it's as good of a situation probably as you could ask for. Me, the biggest question mark on their team is going to be backup goaltender, because mm-hmm. uh, it looks like it's either going to be Phoenix Copley or Ilya Samsonov. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, and uh, another thing is like I-, I saw in the news one day. I I forget. Um, where I saw this, but it said the main reason why the Pittsburgh Penguins won back-to-back years is because they pretty much kept their whole team together. And, like, uh, with with the little change, do you think the Caps have what it takes to repeat and win a Stanley Cup again? I mean
0: you would say that they at least that they would still be a contender. Um, Uh, of course. Yeah. I mean, going through the playoffs, I mean, just, I'll give you a good example. I was, I was watching highlights the other day and just seeing there's so many bounces that and things that kind of are out of your control that have to go your way, uh, to get through that many rounds and to win. um, you know, I mean, I remember. I believe it was Game Three or Four. We touched on this a little bit last time, but um, I, th- I want to say it was Game Four when they played Vegas. I mean, they Vegas hit so many posts in the first period, like yep. multiple posts. Absolutely dominated play, and somehow uh-huh. the Caps won that game pretty handily. Yeah, I want to say it was about a five to two, five to three score, maybe even more. But you know, I mean. You never know. I mean, I, I all signs would say yes if they stay healthy. Um, I would definitely say also it's contingent on a couple guys having a pretty big year. Uh, you know, Burakovsky needs to be better. And I understand he's had injury issues. And, you know, so, I mean, that's something you can't control to an extent. Uh, but they're going to need guys to, to step up. I mean, that's what they had in the postseason. They had dudes really, really, really step up like – uh, Devonte Smith Pelly was a really clutch player. Um, you know, Brett Connolly got some really timely goals. Yeah. Lars Eller got a lot yeah. of really timely goals for them. So, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of that comes down to just, you know, I mean, it comes down to getting it just in the right moment and, and you know, kind of getting the bounces to go your way. I mean, and the thing is, too, Lars Eller, if you think about a Heat, I mean, Lars Eller is looking like a steal. Cause they got him. I'll have to look up the contract numbers real quick, but I mean they got him for a really good deal yeah. um, for how well he's played and how or how well how good of a player he is really. Yeah. Um. Because he had had he just didn't want to have to move again, and he really likes Washington. Uh. So he kind of, I don't. It's not technically a hometown discount because he's not a hometown guy yeah. technically, but he definitely. He took a, a much cheaper deal. So it looks like here, five years, seventeen and a half million three um, and three and a half a year. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're getting a guy of his caliber that was at times the second line center on that team, uh, for three and a half million, considering what a second line center or a guy of his caliber would usually be, I mean, you'd be looking at the five million plus mark oh, yeah. usually. So that – worked out really really well for the capitals um but that was a big signing last the, at the last year that i think now looking forward seeing how we did in the playoffs that ends up being a big deal to have him locked down uh for the amount of time that we do and like i said i mean that was a that was a i want to say yeah it was a five-year deal so yeah. that's pretty darn good
1: <laughs> yeah and um like keeping the band together, I, I c- completely agree with you. Like there, there's some stuff that has to go their way. Like obviously, hockey is sort of a game of chance when it comes to the post hits and stuff like that. But I, for the most part, I I agree with you. I I think we are definitely going to be a contender next year, and um, hopefully the Caps will. Do great things, and uh, they open up the season October 3rd for their banner raising night against the Boston Bruins, which I, is such a. I mean, come on, NHL, let the Penguins
0: be there. Yeah, they raised the banner, I believe, in front of us last year. That's some bull crap,
1: I yeah, think. yeah. But then the Penguins open up their home opener with the caps, so I mean, like. No, I don't agree with that. I feel like the Penguins should have been there to watch the Caps raise a banner to the roofs. And and on a side note, those tickets are so expensive. Oh, it's
0: ridiculous. Even for season ticket holders, it was crazy.
1: Yeah. like Which I don't,
0: I don't know. I guess you can kind of do whatever you want when your team wins the cup to an extent, but yeah, I wasn't crazy about that. I wasn't crazy. <laughs> I, I think that's kind of, to do that, especially to the... Uh, you know, to the season ticket holders who have been there for so long to jack the price up that much, I, you know, I mean, what are you going to do?
1: Yeah, well, I, I was honestly thinking about going to that game, but when I saw ticket prices, I was like, oh, yeah, my couch and TV and free food for my fridge would be j- <laughs> just fine for me.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, I'm
1: with you on that one. Yeah, so, um, anyways, um, wh- why don't you tell me about your adventure at the Stanley Cup Parade? Because you actually got to go. And what a time that was. I, I watched it on TV because I had to work. I was hoping I could go, but... Uh, you were going to go with us, yeah? Yeah, I-, I was planning on it, but work just got in the way and I couldn't, so I just watched from home. But, anyways, uh, tell me about your... Adventure because it seemed like you had a lot of fun.
0: Well, left early, uh, really early. Uh, Road Metro, you know, which was, was fun. It was pretty busy. Uh, excuse you. Uh, you oh, know, geez. it was. Excuse me. Somebody. It's tired. like it's like I'm waking up for it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was awesome. We we got there pretty early. we uh, were able to watch the parade and you know just seeing. Seeing the cup in person, you know, I think it's one of those things where I I know you feel this way, too. You dream about a championship. And especially for me being, you know, obviously hockey is my favorite sport. Uh, You just don't think it's really ever going to happen. And when it does, it is just incredible. I mean, we went down there. It was crazy. It was crazy packed. Um, you know, ended up going to the uh the rally after, which was amazing.
1: Yeah.
0: Um and uh I mean it was just great. I mean, Tom Wilson ran by us, uh, right beside us, and I was like, Oh, that's Tom Wilson, <laughs> you know, running by, giving people high fives and stuff and getting yeah. to see Ovi hoisting the cup. I mean, it was it was pretty incredible. Uh, it's one of those things that you never—I mean—a championship is in any sport is very hard, but you know, I would argue hockey just with all the bounces and all the things that have to go your way throughout, you know, several, you know, four rounds, seven game series. I mean, it's that's tough, you know. I mean, you got to have a lot of things go your way, so you don't ever know when you're going to get to see that again. So I was really glad I was able to go, and it was it was electric down there. I mean. You know, Joe B was there announcing. Uh, yeah, and West John, Johnson, John Walton. Yeah. yeah, it was it was great, man. West Johnson
1: awesome. screaming, "Unleash the Stanley!" Yeah, you know, unleash the fury, but now unleash the Stanley.
0: And then we got the back to back,
1: oh, back yeah. to back. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> that's a chant that I'm probably gonna use a lot this season on Twitter and stuff because I I want to see the Caps go back to back, just like the Penguins. Well, well, wouldn't that be yeah. great? Well, I mean, the thing is,
0: once you have it, then you just want it every single year. Yeah, because you, know, you don't get to keep incredible. it the whole year. No, I mean, that feeling is absolutely incredible, I think. And, you know, it's it's definitely, I don't think anybody can argue that is the most special Trophy in sports. Oh yeah. Uh, given the history and everything. So
1: big too. Yes. Like they have to take rings off to add more for <laughs> next year, and well, that's no. not even the that's <laughs> not even the real cup. Like no, the well, real cups in the Hall of Fame. So actually, it is the real cup.
0: Um, but when they do events and stuff, they do have another cup that they use sometimes. Now, from what I understand, the top cup itself. If I remember correctly, I don't know the exact – I can't remember the exact specifics on this. But I think the top portion of the cup is in the Hall of Fame. Um, and then there's a different one now that's on yeah. it. But the original top portion of the cup is, yeah, is in the yeah. Hall of Fame because it's very delicate. But, yeah, the Caps party pretty hard this summer. They, uh, they All those cup stands bent the top of the ring. I don't know <laughs> the top of the cup. I don't know if you saw that. It was all warped. It was pretty wild.
1: Yeah, well – they just banned cup stands, which... <laughs> yeah, I think the Caps may have had something to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but um, anyways, like, the cup itself... um, I, I was watching a YouTube video about, like, the history of the Stanley Cup and, like, what happens if it gets lost or something. And, like, like I, I heard all these weird stories about, like, one team threw it in a fire or something. <laughs> uh, like... All this crazy stuff that happens, and I'm like, wow! J- just because they won a trophy, like I don't think anybody would do that to a Lombardi trophy. Or- well,
0: the Lombardi trophy is obviously not one trophy; it's a new one made for for every Super Bowl, too. So. Yeah,
1: wh- which is smaller. But uh, yeah. what wh- wh- I first thought, like, yeah, do they make a Stanley Cup every year because it's huge? <laughs> but apparently, they don't. And uh, I mean, and that's what makes it so special. Because you, know, you pass g- it around and, every and, day. and every
0: guy that's won won the cup, his name's on there.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, which is almost incredible. every
1: guy. Like they don't have room for like certain
0: people. Yeah, you have to play a uh, certain amount of games in the playoffs. Yeah, like Ma- Matt... It's the regular season or playoffs.
1: Yeah, Madison Bowie. I don't think his name's going on there because he he was a. um Add on like as a reserve in the Stanley Cup, but um, yeah. he I don't think he played enough games. Like, you have to meet a certain playing game criteria and stuff. Yeah, there was a few guys I think for, that, an, for the exception of goalies and stuff. I, well,
0: I think, and it's you have to either play a certain amount in the regular season or it's something like that because I know Bowie, Gersich, Walker, um, a few of those guys didn't get their name on the cup, which is you know, I mean.
1: I mean, it's not that you, big you of a deal. You still got
0: the cup. You got to party yeah. with them. I mean, you know.
1: I mean, you you got to hold it, and, and it um, would be
0: great to see some of those younger guys play this year and get to get their name on the cup.
1: Oh yeah, like that'd be huge. People stepping up. Um, I mean, not a lot of absences. Like not a lot of people gone, but um, step up where needed, and hopefully we'll get the job done. Now I want to talk about something with you. What?
0: I know you haven't watched the final episode yet, but what did you think so far uh, of, what did you think of the hard knocks this year?
1: Oh man. I'll I'll tell you what, like I've I've never, I've heard a lot of great things about the documentary and like I decided to go out and get HBO's free trial just to watch (laughs) it. And wow, like that, that takes you inside the NFL. Like you've never seen it before. Like, Like, you would never see how a contract gets signed. Like, Baker Mayfield's agent, like, talks him through the whole contract. Like, this is how much you're getting now, how much you're – so on and so forth. And, man, and, like, I'll tell you, it gives you a great perspective of what the NFL is actually like because, um, like – some of the stuff, uh, like you don't, it's m- most behind the scenes action. Like when Tyra Taylor hurt his thumb, you'd never see a TV camera crew back there following him to the x-ray. But Hard Knocks had that privilege yeah. to do that. And man, that that was crazy.
0: Now, here's my real question for you. Browns this year, 0-16 last year, obviously. Yeah. What's your prediction?
1: Man. That, that's a tough one. Um, I Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. I think they're at least going to win one game. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, one. Um, I But I, honestly, I, I think they can win a couple. They'll do better than 0-16 in my opinion. Um, I think Tyrod's great for the Browns. I really don't know why Buffalo got rid of him. But yeah, I didn't
0: I didn't get that too much either. Yeah, and
1: Buffalo's starting Nathan Peterman week one and last time he uh bat, um went in for Tyrod Taylor apparently Tyrod got benched last year and Nathan Peterman started the next game through five interceptions the first half. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean yeah I I, I feel uh I know I'm, I'm biased because I have a bet going on with my boss at work. Uh, I think, I don't know that they're going to be a playoff team, but I think they have a very strong chance of going 500.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I mean that that's a realistic goal. 500 maybe, but I still think they have a lot to work on, you know, like Owen 16. (laughs) Uh, They're just taking steps. Uh, I, I really don't know what they'll do. Um, but I think they can win a couple good games, and um, they won't they won't be on sixteen, that's for sure. And yeah, but that hard knock series, that that was that's a great series. And if you haven't watched it, go out and watch it because absolutely, yeah, I mean it's amazing. It it shows a great look uh, on the NFL and everything like um. Like in another funny part was like um, the quarterbacks RV, yeah, and whatnot. And what then about, they,
0: what about the nap? The nap center place. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that that's pretty cool. They have a trailer just so you can sleep. Yeah, yeah. But and um, yeah, and uh, that video parody of the rookies um imitating um, people like um, Jarvis Landry and that big spiel yeah. about practicing. If you're not hurt, you got to practice. And the funniest one was Todd Haley and Greg Williams going yeah. back and forth. Like good teams don't hit the quarterback and, and Greg Williams chirps back over, then block him or whatnot. Obviously Greg Williams with the Reds uh, used to be with the Redskins. But that that was pretty funny as well, yeah. But um, another note. Um, what what do you think about this? Ted Leonsis could go three for three in Stanley Cups this year. You that mean, uh, the Washington <laughs> Mystics just made it to the WNBA finals.
0: Yeah, I mean, technically, I'd say three for four if they win, because the Wizards obviously didn't make it. But yeah, yeah. Um, true. <clears throat> but I mean, good for him, man. You know, I mean. I guess that's weird because I know he owned two teams.
1: Yeah, he arena owned, football. He so. owns two arena football league teams. Yeah, and both of his teams were in the championship: the Brigade and the Valor. And the Valor went two and ten in the regular season and still made it to the playoffs. Obviously, because which is
0: weird because then it's like, what is he like? Does he break even there? Because <laughs> both he owns both teams, you know? Yeah,
1: I I'm not really sure, but like. There aren't as many AFL teams, so I think everybody makes it to the yeah. playoffs. There's some sort of weird playoff format, but um, I I not I just I just followed them on social media. And I was like, wow, they went from two and ten and um, made it to a championship and won. But the Washington Mystics with Alana Del Don, man, man, she got injured. She came back. They. Hustled through it, and now they're going to the WNBA finals. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And one more thing for you. Um, Ted Leonsis brought a football championship to Washington before Dan Snyder did. That's the truth. Yeah. But anyways, Josh, thank you so much for joining me in the studio again. Uh, This is all the time we have for the podcast today. If, um, just make sure you follow me on Twitter at Kirby on sports and at jkirby696. You can also find me on Facebook at Kirby on sports podcast on Facebook. And if you want to email the podcast, you can do so Kirby on sports at gmail.com till next time. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next time.